The following podcast is a glimpse into the life of First United Methodist Church in Beaumont, Texas. We pray it is a blessing as you seek to love your city with the heart of Christ. Remember driving down the road with little kids in the back seat? How noisy it was. One day I was driving down the road and, and, and our, ours were in the back seat and Holly was in the car ahead of us and we were going to Lakeview. And, and all of a sudden, it got silent in the back seat. And I didn't know whether to enjoy it or check on them. So I just kept driving. And then all of a sudden, the silence was broken by our youngest saying, you know, Papa, you can think about a lot of things when you're not thinking about things. I almost had a wreck. I, I, I go to a monastery every year to remember how to do that, to think about things when I'm not thinking about things. And, and the religious way we name that is, is contemplative prayer. And in our noisy, noisy, noisy world, it is essential for us to be still and to be quiet. In, in, in the society of friends, who we commonly call Quakers, when they get together for worship, they, they sit and they, they wait until someone is moved by the Spirit to speak. The, the, one of the monasteries that, that I've gone to for years has a rule of silence and it says, speak only when it improves the silence. but I still have to preach. <laughs> William Penn, the founder of Pennsylvania, who was also a Quaker, said, true silence is the rest of the mind and is to the spirit what sleep is to the body, nourishment and refreshment. This month I'm, I'm, I'm reading a book entitled The Sacred Meal by Nora Gallagher. It's all about the celebration of Holy Communion or the Eucharist or the Lord's Supper. And, and in the very beginning of the book, it says this, every time communion is the same, every time communion is different.
Jesus and his disciples had crossed the lake. This is in John's account of the gospel in chapter 6, just after John reports the feeding of the 5,000. And the people saw that they were gone, so they found them in, in, in Peter's hometown, Capernaum. And, and they showed up there, and they said, Hey, we didn't see you leave. When did you get here? And Jesus called them out and said, You're not looking for me. You're looking for more food. We had a great party, and you want to keep it going. And then he said, Work for eternal life. Work for food that endures. One writer that I read this week suggested that, that eternal life is living in God's unending presence right now. And, and, and food that endures to eternal life is feasting on God's ongoing presence right now. And, and, and so as we, as we gather in this particular space, as we celebrate this particular meal, it's easy to be reminded of God's ongoing presence, unending presence always with us because of the beauty and the splendor of this place, because of the sacredness of this meal. It's when we go back out there that we need to remember to understand and to take with us that which we encounter here. As United Methodists, when we talk about celebrating the Eucharist, we talk about the real presence that in the gathered body, in the liturgy that we say every time, in the meal, the bread and the cup, in each other, Christ is really present with us. And it is that presence of the living and risen Christ that feeds and nourishes our lives. So the people ask what we ask, what, what do we got to do? What is the work of God? And Jesus said to them, believe in the one God sent. And so they said, well, what proof do you have? That's what they were asking for, proof. What sign will you give? He's like, didn't we just have a feast on the other side of the lake? He didn't say that, but I would have been thinking it. Didn't, didn't, didn't we just use five loaves and two fish and fed 5,000 and gathered up 12 baskets of leftovers? Said, well, well, our ancestors ate manna in the wilderness. What are you going to do? Jesus said, I, I am the sign. Don't miss it. I am the sign. And, and here's where he comes down. He says, I am the bread of life. Those who come to me will never be hungry. Those who believe in me will never be thirsty. One of my brother pastors tells me sometimes, Stouffer, sit in the chair and close your mouth. <laughs> yes, sir. And, and he's right. The other day I had a long drive for a meeting in Houston and you know what I did? I, I turned off the noise box in the dashboard and I put the phone on, leave me alone. That's do not disturb, but it's leave me alone. And, and it was quiet. 
I mean, aside from the people honking and driving nearby, it was still. Pure contemplation is sitting still and only listening. I don't know about you, but that is so difficult because the moment that I begin to sit still and try to listen, my mind starts racing with all of the things that are left undone, all of the possibilities that we could get done, and all of the things that I need to do today, right? So what do you do? Well, I have been taught some things and, and discovered some things on my own that, that are helpful. The, the, the monks at the, at the monastery that, that I, I've gone to make cheese. And, and the cheese has to be shipped to people because people like the, some people like the cheese they make. And, and they have to have boxes to ship the cheese in to the people who like the cheese. So one, one year, years ago, when they used to let retreatants come back and help, they set me to folding boxes. They're pre-cut, pre-formed, pre and, and you just fold them with your hands. And once I started folding and got the pattern down, I didn't have to think about folding the boxes. And I began listening while I was folding the boxes. People tell me that knitting works that way. They don't trust me with sharp objects, so I don't knit. <laughs> I used to mow my yard. Had a big yard, and I would have the craziest thoughts while I was mowing my yard, because once I knew the pattern of today's mowing, I didn't have to think about mowing the yard. I would simply mow the yard. Sometimes I'd put my earplugs in and nothing would happen. I'd just mow the yard. But other times I'd have to keep a pen and a paper in my back pocket because I couldn't take 10 steps without having another thought. Our morning and nighttime routines. Do you have to think about brushing your teeth now? I mean, how many years have you been brushing? I mean, have you ever thought about while you're brushing your teeth, thinking about other things, just letting go. I like the color with crayons. And sometimes um, in, 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 a, in a setting of worship where there are tables and I'm listening to a sermon, I'll grab a piece of paper and I'll color. And people look at me kind of funny, but I don't mind because it, it, it helps the busy part of my mind stay busy so that the deeper part of my soul can listen. One of the, one of the things that I, I like to do is to practice martial arts. And the first form that, that I learn, am learning is Chanji. It means heaven and earth in a style of Taekwondo. And it's a very simple pattern with very simple moves. And when I slow those moves down so that I can perform the form correctly, I can listen more deeply. I've heard from those who practice yoga that it is often a deeply spiritual event as well as a very strenuous physical event. 
our rhythm of celebrating Holy Communion is meant to be that way. Every Sunday morning at 9.15, we're in Longy Chapel celebrating communion. Various uh, appointed and, and retired pastors preside in that setting. But we say the same things. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. We know this, and it becomes a part of who we are so that as we practice that rhythm, we can listen more deeply. Today, as we receive the elements of communion, we'll come forward and our song choir worship people leaders will be leading us in the singing of a song called Eat This Bread. It's very simple. Eat this bread, drink this cup, come to me and never be hungry. Eat this bread, drink this cup, trust in me and you will not thirst. It, it, it was written by Jacques Berthier at, at a monastic community in France called Tizé. And, and they sing that way as a means of prayer. And the repetitive nature of that is not meant to be monotony, but to keep the busy part of our mind busy so that the deeper part of our soul can listen. So as we receive communion, I invite you to continue singing that song the whole time. The, the tune is easy. The melody is I can follow the melody, so um, anybody can. It, and, and it's meant to shape our inside so that we can show the love of Christ on the outside. Now, I have to give you a warning about contemplative prayer. Because as you try to begin this practice, the noise of the world will come charging into your space. Just this morning, as I came to church, the internet was down, which means our printer is offline. Air conditioning in places was not working right. I just heard as we began worship, a commode exploded. Um, People had medical, I mean, everything came charging in to say, Stouffer, you're biting off more than you can chew by yourself. You need my help. Jesus said, come to me, John, and never be hungry. Come to me and never, ever thirst again. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.lovebeaumont.com.